Numbers chapter 13. Numbers chapter 13. If you have your Bibles, much like what I said this morning, if, you, if you're following us online, you know, and, and even, even here tonight, I mean, grab a piece of paper, you know, have your phone handy. Because I, I, you know, I believe this week one of the things that the Lord clearly, clearly laid in my spirit as I, as I was studying this week was that I am speaking. The heavens aren't shut up right now. I am speaking to the church. Have an ear to be able to hear. Have an ear to be able to hear. And I believe that, that that's one of the things that, the, you know, the airways, you know, they're, they're not closed off. Jesus ascended back to heaven. He placed the Holy Spirit in us. You know, so, so I don't believe right now that the body of Christ is under a closed heaven or anything like that. God is hearing the cries of His people. Amen. God is, God is listening and He's hearing. But I'm going to tell you, God is also speaking. He's speaking in this hour. It's why it's why ten people will run. You know, we had people coming late that, that you know, hey, we want five people to Jesus Christ. You know, before we ever got here. See that that's that's what God's doing. That's what God's doing. And everything, you know, I'm going to tell you, everything, the the word, the word, you know, even the word of the Lord is everything will go back to winning souls right now. There's a basic principle in winning souls right now that that man, if we follow this, we're we're, we're going to catch. We're going to catch the real revival. We're going to catch the fire of God. Amen. Amen. Numbers 13. I'm, I'm, going, to, I'm going to get there. 13.1. It says, the Lord, now saw, said, the Lord now said to Moses, Send out men to explore the land of Canaan, the land I have given to the Israelites. Send one leader from each of the twelve ancestors' tribes. So Moses did as the Lord commanded him. He sent out twelve men, all tribal leaders of Israel, from their camp in the wilderness of Paran. These were the tribes and the names of the leaders. And it goes through and it lists the leaders. And let's pray. Father, I thank you, Lord, for tonight. I thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you, Lord, that in this hour, that, Lord, there's, you know, e even emerging, Lord, what, what might seem like is hidden away, Lord, that you're raising up the Caleb's. You're raising up the Joshua's. Father, the ones that, that are going to carry the fire of God in this hour. So, Lord, we pray. We pray for holy men, holy women of God, Lord, to carry that banner. And, Lord, carry that banner, uh, you know, right at the enemy. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, right now that God, even out of this hour, that, that many will arise in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And I want to stay right here with numbers. And if you would drop down, I want to go to, I just want to pick up at verse 25. Because there's a, a couple points that I want to make tonight. You know, coming out of today, one of the things that I felt like even, even coming into this morning's message, the Lord really directed me and shifted me in the area was like, man, people need to hear that they need to trust God. They, people really need to hear that they need to trust God. That God needs to be their source. You know, any, any great man of faith, any anytime anybody's done something for God, it's that they had developed a relationship with God. They heard from God. Moses heard from God. He talked with God. Amen. You, you understand. So it was like there was a relationship. And so even right now in this hour, I'm going to tell you, please, please I'm pleading with the body. Please trust God. Trust God with, with everything you have. Amen. Trust God. Verse 25. It says, After exploring the land for 40 days, the men returned to Moses, Aaron, and the whole community of Israel, at Kedash, the wilderness of Paran. They reported to the whole community what they had seen and showed them the fruit that they had taken from the land. This was the report to Moses. He entered the land. You sent us to explore. And indeed, bountifully, country, a, a land flowing with milk and honey. There's that verse, and I love that verse. It was a land flowing with milk and honey. Here is the, here, here is the kind of fruit it produces. But the people living there are powerful, and their towns are large, and they're fortified. 
We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. The Amalekites live in the Negev. And Hittites, Jezebites, and the Amorites live in the hill country. The Canaanites live along the coast of the Mediterranean Sea, along the Jordan Valley. But Caleb tried to quiet. <laughs> he tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. Let's go at once and take the land, he said. We can certainly conquer it. But the other men who had, ex who had ex explored the land... <clears throat> With him disagreed. He said, we can't, ups we can't go against them. We can't upset them. They are stronger than we are. So they spread this bad report among the land, among the Israelites. The land we travel through, the ex through in which we explored will devour anyone who goes to live there. All the people we saw were huge. They were huge. They <laughs> Everything we seen was huge. The giants were, you know, giants are big. Giants are huge. Everything we seen was huge. We even saw giants there because they were huge. The descendants of Anax next to them, we felt like grasshoppers. And that's what they thought too. We felt like grasshoppers. You know, I, I want every believer to, to, to hear this. You, you will sometimes in your life be faced with a trial. You will sometimes be faced with something in your life that you're going to have to fight for. You, you, you sometimes in your life are going to come up against a giant. And if you've been a Christian more than three or four or five months, six months, you know, I can testify that there's been some giants in my life. You know, and I'm not trying to hang up on what David did, what David did. But here are twelve men God sent to spy. You know, Moses sent as God ordered to go out and spy a land, to go out and look at the land. And you know, the wonderful thing about this land, this was land that was given to them. You you have to understand that. It's like you know, why why, why the church? Why the church? I believe is in one of the greatest hours is because we're still here. I mean, you, you have to, you've you got to let that rich, the church is still here. People are being one to Jesus Christ weekly. I know out of this church, I, you know, I can only speak for this church because we, we've not quit, we've not let up. We, we decided three or four weeks ago when, you know, when you couldn't gather and people weren't going to gather in the church, you know, we, we got together and we prayed and said, Lord, use us however you can use us. If it means we go to the community and we win people to the Lord at Walmart, we do that. We gathered, we prayed. We prayed for our families. And we said, you know, we're going to gather our families together to make sure they hear about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And one by one, people start getting saved. You know, I, I know it sounds like we're preference a lot around souls right now, but you understand that that, that is the, one of the main things in this hour, is that we have to get people to heaven. We People need to hear this truth. They need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. But I, I want you to understand that as a Christian believer, once you get saved, you need to begin to learn to develop your faith and trust in God, not people. Not people. People are great. God will send people in your life. They, you, 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 will, you will be blessed by people because it's God's creation. But above all else, you've got to trust in God. I'm thankful for the people that I have in my life. I'm thankful that the people that speak into my life. I was on the phone with pastors all last week. And listen, I, I love my friends. And it was deep, dear counsel in my spirit. It, it's counsel. I receive it. And I, I, I receive it with gladness. 
Even, even at times where I've been corrected or I've been rebuked, I receive that in Jesus' name. Because it makes me stronger. It makes me better. I don't, I don't grow in offense. And I'm not going to allow offense to come, uh, to, to come even into my heart. But listen, John 10.10 10 says this. It says, <laughs> There is one, John 10.10, 10, that he comes only to steal, kill, and destroy you know, people are saying, well, why is God doing this? You know, as a pastor, you get asked a lot of questions when there's a lot of things happening. I mean, you know, even living back in Holland, you know, where, you know, people, why would God take someone's life? Why would God do this? Why does God kill? God doesn't kill. John 10, 10, there's a thief. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And unfortunately, I, I'm telling you, a lot of people don't even know that in the body of Christ. They don't understand that there is a real thief, there's a real enemy that comes to steal, kill, and destroy him. Why would God? God's not doing this. God did not send this plague. God did not send the coronavirus. My God is a good God. My God is a healer. Amen. Amen. So you, you know, so you have to understand. And even Jesus, this is what Jesus said. I, you know, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said right here. This is what Jesus said. I have come to give you life and life more abundantly. So you, you've, got to, you've got to already get it in your head that God is a good God. God, God didn't sin. God didn't sin this. You know, unfortunately, we live, we live in a, 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 fragile, a fragile world where things can, things can be shifted very easily. If anything, you know, you understand that if anything, you have seen, we have seen the most remarkable thing happen in three weeks. The economy bust. Countries on lockdowns, it, it's a bust. We have seen things that, that you could, you, you, know, I, you know, I started saying these things even a month ago. If you would have asked pastors, would you shut your doors? Would you close your doors? If you would have asked them in January. Man, I'm telling you, a lot of them, no way, I'm not, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. Because the church in this hour, no, no matter what hour we're in, the church, the church will endure. Amen. I don't say that to be boastful. I say that based upon what the Word of God says, that the church will always advance as long as the church remains here. Yes. And I believe that, you know, I'm not, I don't want to get so much as even the end times, but the, the, the church will endure and it will prevail. Amen? Why? Because we're here. And so, you know, I'm talking tonight about Joshua and I'm talking about Caleb. I'm talking about two people that, you know, they, 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 they were asked to go spy out the land. And they were with ten other people. And, and they got into this land. And they looked across the horizon. And they seen, you know, everybody else was scurrying and screaming. And I'm telling you, that's just like the world. You know, people will, will scurry and scream over a lot of things. But here were two men that says, you know, you know, I, I, you, know you, you see those grapes? Man, look, at, you know, they're, they're over there looking at the giants, the other ten. And Joshua and Caleb said, you think we can get down and get those grapes? Let's take those grapes home. Did you see the size? That grape is the size of my head. They weren't worried about the giants. They, the, I want to take, watch this though, because it's a, the giants were there. Yeah. It didn't mean that the giants weren't there. Yeah. They were in the land. They, they were in the land. See, understand, there are things in the land. There are things that will stand, that will try to stand in the way in opposition of God. But God has always used people. Joshua and Caleb, he has always used people. He has always used people. He has. Understand, he has always used people to defeat the enemy. See, Jesus, he came to give life and life more abundantly. So please, if, if you're listening and you're listening today, hear this. God didn't send this. 
The enemy. There's a real enemy. He is called the devil. The, the devil. I make fun of his name even too. You know, he's called the devil. Lucifer. Whatever. Satan. You know, he has no authority over the body of Christ. Amen. Amen. I tell you what. Flip over to Matthew 24 real quick. Hold your place right there real quick. Because, you know, I... I I feel like we both, you know, both Pastor Rand and I just need to be prepared to preach right now. Because the Lord just, you know, he's, He keeps stirring up different things in my spirit. But but unfortunately, it's like, you know, these are things that, that many of many of the people sitting under, under us and have for four or five years, you guys have heard. And, you know, when your family's calling, you can take them to Matthew 24 and you can begin to show them things. You can begin to show that this is what's going on. These things are unfolding. But, you know, unfortunately, a lot of times people don't, they don't hang on to a broadcast long enough. They don't listen to anything long enough because, you know, we're, we're so fixed on, well, what, what else is up? What else is up? I went to church today. I went to 1,200 churches today because they're all online. I, I watched this church and I watched that church and I watched that church. You know, and that's what people are doing. You know, they, they're not hanging around long enough because somebody says something about hell. I'm not watching them. They're one of those churches. They preach hell. They preach about hell. We can't, we, no, no, no. That's, I don't want to hear anything about hell. It's all good. It's all good. Everything's everything's going to be good. Everything's going to be good. Everything's all you know. Take your head out of the sand. Open your eyes. Look at where we're at. You know, I'm going to. Hey, I got to lay off of it. So, and I've not been on social media that much to, to even follow along with a lot. So, but you know, I, I want you to see this in Matthew 24. Yeah, I think I made it there. Oh, praise God. Look, look right here. Let's start at let's start at verse six. And it says, "And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars." Um. In the last 10 years, is that a reality? Yes. Can I tell you, yes, amen. If you're watching online, yes, amen. That's true. See that you're not alarmed, for this must take place. Mm. But the end is not yet. For nations will rise against nations, and kingdoms against kingdoms. And there will be famines, and earthquakes in various places. All these things are the beginning of the birth pains. And so understand something. These birth pains that we're seeing right now, you know what they're doing? They're getting closer. They're getting closer. These birth pains that we're seeing right now, you know, you had an earthquake in, 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 in uh, what was it? I think it was Utah. And, you know, it was a 5.8 earthquake. Very interesting fact that it knocked off the, 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 the God that stood on the temple of the, of the Mormon church. It actually flew the thing off of the, off of the building, whoever, whoever that was. But, but interesting, it was like a 5.8, you know, earthquake that hit there. And then you got then you got over in North Carolina earthquake. What North Carolina doesn't have earthquakes? And then you got Tennessee having earthquakes. And then, you know if you live in Hawaii, well you just you get used to earthquakes because it's always quaking over there. Big Island shakes, you know Maui shakes. So you just kind of get used to things. You sleep through it. That's what you do. But understand, understand these things are the signs. They're, they're given to the church. But one of the things you need to understand that, that many people don't understand that these things are getting closer. They're, they're getting closer. They're, they're getting closer. And, you know, somebody might be watching, oh, bro, he's right, you know. Yeah, you know, did you feel that? You know, yeah, I, I heard about that. I read that, you know, yeah. See, I, you know, right now, you know, it's like this is like when you would just love to go back to Han and just hang out with people and talk about the Bible because you know they dig this, they get into it, they love you know, tell us, tell us about prophecy, tell us about this stuff. They want to know, they want to know. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, I read that or I, yeah, I feel that. But I, you know, what I love about even this church is that the Hawaiian family that's with us even here, they're they're, they're leading many to Jesus Christ back home right now, and I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for that. 
Let's just keep reading a second. I, I, I'm going to stay here. You guys already stay in Matthew 24 for a second? Verse 9. It says, Then they will de deliver you up to tribulation and put you to death, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And that many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. And many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. Because lawlessness will be increased. The love of many, the love of many will grow cold. And I remember Zane and I last week, we come out of church last week, and you know, he said he looked at me and said, Dad, he said, you know, one of the things about brother coming against brother, God, you know, he's not talking about your physical brother. He's talking about your brother in Jesus. Yeah, right. That brother, that brothers and sisters will rise up against each other. Yeah. And that's not what God's called us to do. That's not who God's called us to be. Above all things, God, God has called us to love Him first. If we love Him first, we don't hate our brother. We don't speak out against our brother. So hear that warning. I mean, if you're a born-again Christian and you're a believer, and all you feel like you have time to do is blast things on people's pages about what they're... Think about what you're doing. Because, you know, ultimately what you've got to deal with is an offense in your heart. You've got to deal with a real offense in your heart. You've got to deal with the real root issue. And somewhere along the line, there's an offense. You've been hurt. I'm sorry. I've been hurt too. Let's be real about it. What Christian hasn't been hurt? Let's be, let's be real. Let, you know, let's be real. You know, what ha, what, who hasn't had to go through a trial or a tribulation? But I'm going to tell you, he's still Lord. He's still the King of kings. He's still the Lord of lords. Amen. That doesn't change. See, God doesn't change. And you know, one of the things about Matthew 24, you know, we've preached and we've taught on for many, many years. And God got a hold of my heart over this one issue. And that one issue is offense. That offenses will come. And see, you have to understand, that's the one thing that takes people clear out of the picture. Is when someone gets offended, they allow an offense to get birthed down in their heart. And it, and it begins to take root. Because the first thing is it does. It robs, it steals, it kills, and it destroys. It does everything that the enemy has purposed in their life to, to, to take them out. And I'm telling you, I've seen it happen time and time and time again with brothers. I'm not, you know, with, with, with Christians, you know, it, 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 with non-Christians, yeah, that can happen as well. But with brothers and sisters in Christ, that's something you see happen, is that offenses will, will grow in somebody. And it will take them a complete, completely away from God. And listen, repent. I'm going to just ask you right now, if you're a woman, you're offended over something someone has said, repent. Go to them and ask for their forgiveness. And move on. Move on. Because you don't want to be held hostage by that offense in this hour. You don't want to be held back by what God has purposed you to do. Because God has a purpose for every believer in this hour. You hear what I'm mean, hearing? Every, every believer has a purpose. Every, every believer has a purpose. And, I'm, and I, you know what I'm praying for? I'm praying that out, out of this, I'm telling you, in two or three weeks, I pray that people will knock on our door and say, I'm called to be a pastor. I'm called to be an evangelist. I'm called to be a teacher. What do I have to do to get involved in God's army? What do I have to do to, to, to say, yes, I'm ready to answer the call? That, that's my prayer. It's been my prayer this week that more people will step up and say, you know what, I want to knock this thing out of the park. I'm going for a home run. I'm not going just for a base hit. I'm going for a home run. I want to do more for God now than ever before. And I'm telling you, that's that's what I believe we're getting ready to come to. I believe that we're getting <laughs> this thing is getting ready to be flipped upside down. Don't waver. You know, don't don't waver in disbelief. You, you know, choose choose in your spirit, choose in your heart, not not to not to waver in disbelief. A double-minded man is unstable in all their ways. The Bible says out of James it says that double-minded man. Don't be double-minded. 
Don't be no double-minded. You know, I, I know that there's been a there's been a time where we're like, we're like sitting and watching and we're praying. But you know, one of the things I I, I I've made a point that we're, we're still active. We're still active. And you know, next week I, I, we're going to do a parking lot Easter service, and I want as many cars. I'll stand on the roof and preach as, if I have to. We'll put speakers up there and we'll preach the gospel of Jesus Christ because people need to hear. People need to hear. They need to hear this truth. So next week we'll park out the we'll, we'll, we'll jam up the parking lot with people. We're allowed. I got permission. Amen. We're allowed to do that. So we're going to do that for Easter next week. But listen, keep fighting the good fight of faith. That's the only fight. And I love Kenneth Hagin, senior. I love what Kenneth Hagin said. The only fight any believer ever should fight is the fight of faith. We're not fighting. We're not fighting against our brothers. We're not fighting against each other. We're not fighting against the church. You know, we're, we're not. We're fighting a real enemy. There is a real devil, devil, whatever I call him, whatever his, whatever his. There is a real enemy. Dever, Dever. His name's Dever. I'm going to change his name and I'm going to write it in my Bible everywhere. I'm going to write my name. Keep fighting the good fight of faith. It's the only fight that we should ever fight. We shouldn't fight against one another. We shouldn't fight against one another. We shouldn't fight against each other. So point number one is even just I was trying to make as a Christian, you know, you've got to believe and you've got to trust God. You know, this second point even I want to make, understand that when a trial or tribulation comes, when something happens, listen, I, don't be caught off guard. I'm going to tell you, there are a lot of people that aren't surprised by what's going on. You know why? It's because they've read their Bible. But there are a lot of Christians that are really caught off guard right now. Because, you know what, I'll tell you why. It's because this hasn't been taught. It's not taught. The return of Christ isn't taught. Sins, you know, repent from sin is not taught. It, it, you know, it, so there are a lot of people missing a lot of pages in their Bible because it's not been taught. You know, you know, you know Pastor Miranda said to me the other day, it's interesting that you have a virus that's attacking seniors. That that's the majority of people that are coming under attack with this virus. That's the generation. They... They believe this. They listen to preachers preach about end times. They heard messages about repent. Get your heart right with God today. They listen to Billy Graham. God bless Billy Graham. Millions were won because of Billy Graham. Millions. But they believe the word. And I'm telling you, this is a generation. You've got to understand something. We're here for this generation. So we can't make excuses. We can't say, well, Billy Graham's passed away. It's, 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 this is how it's going to be. No. We're here. You're here. For such a time as this. <laughs> I'm telling you. For such a You're here. You are Billy Graham. You get it in your spirit. Get it in your spirit. God chose you to be here. No time to, you know, I'm just going to take a few weeks off. It's good to go home and hang out. If you're going to go home and hang out, call your family and pray with them. That's right. Please hear that. You know, I'm just going to go home, cruise, watch TV. Come pajama head, you know, whatever. I, that was for you, Miranda.
Determine in your heart that. Listen, guys, determine in your heart. When a trial or tribulation comes, how you're going to handle it. You know, it's why it's why we take communion. I'm taking it in advance. I'm, I'm, I'm taking it toward off sickness and disease. You, you understand? It, it's why it's why I it's why we come in here weekly, every every morning, and we pray. Tomorrow night we'll have a prayer meeting. It'll be at seven o'clock. We come in here and we'll pray. We'll pray two hours. I don't I don't know how long we'll pray. We don't put a time limit on God. We don't put time limit on it. I got nowhere that that that, that is very that much important to be at. So I so I pray. You know, in the last hours of time, did God want to find me upstairs watching Netflix? Did, did, did he want to see me cruising at home on Facebook? Is that where God wanted to find me in the last hour of time? Uh, and I, I, it's not a condemnation, but goodness gracious, it's not where God wants to find his church. Listen, we, we've got to be empowered by the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of us. We've got to be empowered by what God is speaking in this hour. And he's telling the church to go, to be, to do. Amen. Be empowered by the Holy Spirit that lives inside of you. Stir up that faith. And it's just like Joshua and Caleb. That was the faith that they operated in because they trusted and they believed in God. They trusted and believed in God. They, they weren't worried about their life. You know, Joshua, it, you know, was in the, I think it was a, I'm trying to think where, where Moses was fighting the battle and his hands were being held up. What, what is that? What book am I in? I'm out in Numbers. Exodus, Exodus, I'm sorry, Exodus. Exodus 17, when, when Joshua was in battle, and, and they were holding Moses' hands up, and every, you know, and Joshua was, he was leading the charge in the battle. You understand that, you, you know, you know, some people move to a place where they're not, wor they're not worried about their life. And people don't get that. They, they don't get that, I'm, I, you know, that people, they're worried more about souls. They're worried more about what God worries about. And there are people that are willing to, to, to lay their life down for others, others. And it happens every day. And I'm thankful for missionaries that go into, into other places, that go into other countries that do the things that they're doing. Things that are happening in Italy now. Things that are happening for the church globally. It's an amazing thing. People are on the front lines, the real front lines. We have frontline workers here, and I'm thankful. I'm thankful for that. You know, let's go back to numbers real quick. Thank you, Lord. You know, when a trial and tribulation comes, you, you've got to be prepared. You've got to be prepared. You know, I want to show you this in, in Numbers 14 because, you know, you, you can go through the Bible and you can see, you can see patterns. And you can see the pattern in the hearts of people. That people sometimes, they, they, they don't change. But see, God's always, you know, even in this situation, you see where God has reserved people. He's placed people, you know, to, to be there to pray. And this is, let's go to Numbers 14.1. Watch this, because this is, this is a very interesting passage. It says, then all the congregation... Raised a loud cry, and the people wept in, at the night, and all the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron. You know, th this was because you know they, they were still in the desert land. They were still they were still wandering around the wilderness. And the whole congregation said to them, Would that we have died in the land of Egypt, or would that we have died in the wilderness? 
Why is the Lord bringing us into this land to fall by the sword? Our wives and our little ones will become a prey. Would it not be better for us to go back to Egypt? As they said to one another, let us choose a leader and go back to Egypt. And I'm going to tell you, and I prophesy this in the name of Jesus, that the church won't go back. That we're not going back to the land of Egypt. We're not going to be a grumbling, a, a, a grumbling church that the church will advance in Jesus' name. That we won't look backwards and say, well, let's go back to how we used to do things. Things are normal again. No, things aren't normal. This clock, this clock called end times is clicking. It's ticking. You've you got to understand, it's ticking. It's ticking. It's ticking. We can't go back. We can't go back to even what we were doing even. And I'll tell you, that's a word from the Lord. We can't go back to what we were doing even a month ago. We can't go back. We can't look the same as we did even a month ago. There has to be a radical transformation in the heart of men and women that say, at all costs, we're going to see this harvest. We're going to see this harvest come in. We're going to preach revival. We're going to see these things come to pass in Jesus' mighty name. These things come to pass in Jesus' mighty name. We can't go back to the land called Egypt. We can't go back. I, you know, listen, I don't want to go back. It's why we're doing everything in our power, following what the laws are set up to, to, to continue to preach to get the gospel out. And you know, we don't have any special sermons right now. Five steps on how to, how to beat this or you know how to, how to have a cleaner car. We're not preaching that right now. We're preaching Jesus Christ. We're preaching. We got, we got to preach the word. You know, we'll do that, we'll do that on Thursday night life groups. How to, how to wax your car or something. I don't know, but listen, we're not, we're not doing that right now in church. We're trying to get men and women to repentance, to understand that there's a real God. Amen? You know, in verse 5 and 14, it says, Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces. We have, see, we have a pattern. When people grumble and complain, and when and the people come against something, there's a pattern built. There's a pattern built. They, you pray... You pray against that. You go to God and you, you plead your case with God. And I'm telling you, that's what we've been doing. We've been pleading our case with God. We've been praying for our nurses and our doctors. We've been praying that this virus gets eradicated in the mighty name of Jesus. Do you believe that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I believe that. You know, is that is it radical? I don't know. It's just what I believe. I, you, you may call it radical faith. For, for me right now, I call it a normal faith. I believe this way. I believe that God can take sickness from our midst. Amen. I believe God can do that. I've seen Him do it. I've seen Him do it with backs. I've seen Him do it with common colds. Why can't He do it with a virus? Why can't He? He can't. So you understand that you establish that. So you, you have a pattern. When people begin to grumble and complain, you know what you do? You pray. You get before God. Prostate. You, you throw your face down on the ground and you cry out to God because you know, it's like Jehoshaphat. Lord, you, you, you incline. You get the Lord's attention. And you know, let me just add too. Why don't you just try praising? Try giving thanks. I wake up this morning. I was giving thanks to God that was Sunday. That today is the Lord's day. I am thankful. I will rejoice and I will be glad in it that it's Sunday. And Lord, today I set this day aside to honor you, to give you my all. Hallelujah. To give you my all. You know, in uh, third point, what set Joshua and Caleb apart? I, I, want, I want you to catch this because at the very beginning, the things that set Joshua and Caleb apart, 
the, the number one thing, it was faith. It was faith. They believed God. They, they believed God. They, they, you know, it, 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 they believed God. At whatever the cost, they believed God. You know, what I love about Joshua, because I preached a sermon many a couple years ago at King's Cathedral, one of the things that I love about Joshua, he loved being in the presence of God. He loved being in the presence of God. In the tent of meeting, when Moses was in there and he was talking with the Lord, do you know who was, you know who was beside him? It was Joshua. It says that when Moses got up and he walked out of the tent of meeting, you know who stayed behind? Joshua. He loved being in the presence of God. You know, it doesn't say what Joshua talked to the Lord about or what Joshua did, if he prayed or anything like that, but Joshua was in the presence of God. And you know, you, you know him just being able to get to the presence of God... You know what he had to do? To even get to that place where he was at he was at the right hand of Moses, he had to win some battles. And he had to win some battles. He had to fight some battles. He had to fight some giants. And that's what he did. That's what he did. You know, that's why that's why God's eye was on Joshua. That's why Joshua was being called out of the promised land. That's why Caleb, two men of faith, two men of great faith. That God, you know, that God said, you know what, I'm going to tell you that nobody else out of the promised land is coming but these two. Nobody else is going to see the promised land in which the land that I've given them because these two had faith. That's what separated Joshua and Caleb. It was faith. And listen, I, you know, we, we, we pray for our pastors that are open, those that are going online, those that are closed. You know, it, 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 understand, this thing is about us building one another up and encouraging one another, loving one another in this time. And in this hour, that we see faith in the body of Christ increase, not decrease. You know, but they re they remain steadfast in their faith. You know, and I, and I love Hebrews 11, 1. It says, now faith is. So you have a clear definition of what faith is. Faith is. Faith is. Faith is. And I, I love faith. I, we preach a lot on faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, for the evidence of things not seen. You can't always see where you're headed. I can't see where, well, I can't see, you know, Let's be real. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You don't know what the you don't know what orders are going to be put down. You you but I'm going to tell you, I choose right now in my faith not to waver in God, that He's a good God, that I stand with Him and I stand on His side. I'm not my faith won't waver from that. See, but you know why? Because I've made up my mind. I've made up my mind at this place in my life. You know, I've laid a lot of things on the line for God. But you know what? I've made up my mind that I've laid my life down for God. That I will do and be everything that He asked me to be. I, 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 that's, that's what, that's what I've, I'm willing to give up. Because see, I, I, you know, understand. I, I, live, I live for an eternity. I'm thankful that I get to be here on earth. But I live for an eternity. I live for, I live for what the promises of God. What what exists, not in this life, but in but in the next. And I believe something about Joshua and Caleb. They got that. They got that, you know, no matter what, I, I love God. I have faith in God. I have faith in God. Substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I'm telling you, you can't always see everything. But I prophesy to the church that this will be the greatest hour with the church. This will be the greatest hour for the church, for the living church. This will be the greatest hour to the church. And I prophesy that in Jesus' mighty name.
that we won't go back to a land called Egypt, but we will advance in every way. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' name. You know, the thing about it is, is understand, they were, they were prepared. Their hearts were prepared to go into battle. But when they come out of that land and they sing those grapes, and they, and, and, you know, and they, they looked at the giants, you know what they had? They had the promise of God. They had the promise of God resting on that on their life. And I'm going to tell you today, body of Christ, you're watching online. You have the promise of God resting on your life. I shall live and not die. I shall live and not die because I trust God. I trust God. I shall live and not die. I won't bow. I won't bow. I, I, I won't bow. There is only one true living God. You know, even today in China, the, the, the Chinese government today, you know, the comments out of China today was that their, their, their ruler, dictator, basically said, we don't need church anymore. I am the God. I am, I am God. You worship me. Do people not understand that this stuff is real? That he's going to make the churches go through him to get anything they need? 11 million Christians just got cut off because the president of China said, I am a God. You'll worship me. This is no game. This is no game. We have to understand, this is no game. But in any circumstance, listen, your, your faith has to arise. You know, one of the, you know, two other things about Joshua and Caleb. They were ready to take action. You know, when they crossed over in the book of Joshua, and we talked about that a little bit this morning, you know, and, 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 you know the, the promise to Joshua was that anywhere your foot shall tread, I have, given you this, I have given you this land. And three different times, God told him, be bold and courageous, be bold and courageous, be bold and courageous. He was building Joshua up because you know what? Joshua was going to be going into battle. I'm going to tell you, body of Christ, if you're watching online, be bold and courageous. Be bold and courageous. Be bold and courageous in your faith. Don't waver. Understand, understand, please, what is at stake right now. Don't waver in your faith. Don't back up. Don't go back to a land called Egypt and think that it's going to be better. Don't waver in your faith. Be ready to take action. Because when it's necessary, you've got to be ready to take action. You know, and, and, I, and I believe in my spirit that's something the Lord showed me this week. You know, that there, there are many that, that haven't, there are people that haven't wavered. There are people that haven't bowed. And, and, and I believe that. And this giant... This giant called the church. And I'm telling you, he's big. And most people think, ah, it's, it's, it's a little Methodist church here, it's a little Baptist church here, it's a little this, it's a little that. It's, now I'm going to tell you, the global church is big. Yeah. The global church is big. And I'm telling you, it's going to rise up. And it's going to stop on the enemy one more time before Jesus Christ returns. And it's going to smash all those wicked things in high places in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You know, I want to close with this tonight. You know, to have to have faith. To have to, 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 to move and operate in faith. You've got to desire a relationship with Jesus Christ. You, you've, got, you've got to desire to be in the presence of God. You've got to desire to, to, to move into a place or into a realm where, you know what, I, I'm, I'm going to take time today and I'm going to listen to God. I'm going to listen to what God has to say.
I'm going, to, I'm going to allow God to speak to me. Listen to what I said earlier. I said this earlier, and I believe this. God is speaking to the church in this hour. He's speaking to men. He's speaking to women, saying, now's the time. Now's the time. Now's the time. Don't back up. Don't go back to Egypt. Don't, don't stay in that area of grumbling and complaining. Don't stay there. Don't keep looking backwards. I preached a sermon one time. Don't look back. There's nothing backwards. You know, I, I, I could sit here, and everybody here could sit, you know, and, and look backward at some point and say, well, you know, yeah, that... But I'm going to tell you right now, please don't look back. You know, look forward. Keep your eyes focused. Laser-like focus. Keep your, keep your focus. And desire to stay in the presence of God. You know, it was actually, I think it was Exodus 33. Yeah, it was. It says, so the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. And he would return to the camp, but his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, did not depart from the tabernacle. Moses would speak to God face to face. See, you understand, this is how intimate God wants to be with the body of Christ. He, he wants to speak in this hour. I want to encourage you, shut, shut the internet off or whatever. I, I told Miranda today, I said, you know, people aren't really like major to majorly disturbed right now. Take away their Facebook. And see what happens. You want to talk about grumbling and complaining? Take away their Netflix. Take away their Amazon Prime. Take 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 some things away that, that, that people's hearts are attached to or tied to. You want to see grumbling and complaining. And I, I don't mean that, that they even sound hard. But it's what people attach themselves to. We have to attach ourselves to God. We have to desire the presence. We have to desire being in the presence of God. We have to desire that. And I'll close with this tonight. Revelation 12. It says, By the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, what they overcome. They overcome. By the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, they overcome. That they love their lives not so much. They overcome. Listen, I, I, I believe that even online there are overcomers. And I'm looking at overcomers today. I'm, I'm looking at people that have overcome some stuff. And I'm going to ask you, let's do it one more time. Let's do it one more time. Because th this time, this time matters. This time, this time I'm going to tell you, you know, we're not fighting right now against our government or anything. We're not fighting against that. We're fighting a spiritual battle. We have to pray. We have to humble ourselves before God. We pray for our, we pray for our country. Amen. We pray for our president. We pray for our military. We pray. We pray. We go to God in prayer. And we cry out to Him. By the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimonies, they overcome. I'm going to tell you, church, start looking for the testimonies. You become one. And if you're watching online, I want to encourage you. Start listening for the testimonies. It's going to happen. You're going to start to hear this roar throughout the world. You're going to start, see, you're going to start hearing testimonies. You're going to start hearing how good our God is. 
You know why? Because the church is still here, guys. The church is still here. We're not preaching on that tonight. We're not talking about that tonight. The church has not been taken away. We've not been raptured out of here. The church is still here. You're going to start hearing testimonies. You're going to start hearing all the good things God is doing. People are being healed. People are being set free. Drug dealers that have, have been on drugs for many, many years are being set free and delivered yes. in Jesus' Thank mighty name. People are being won to Christ. The people said, there is no way that guy would ever get saved. Amen. There, there is no way possible. He hated people. He was a murderer. He killed people. There's no way possible that guy would ever get saved. And you're going to watch see God turn this thing around. And you're going to watch God turn people's lives around. And we as the body of Christ, listen, and if you're watching, we as the body of Christ need to prepare, need to be prepared. We need to be ready to disciple people. We need to be ready to send people out. We need to be ready to do outreaches, to reach as many people as we can. And don't look back. I'm not going back. I'm not going back. I'm not going back. Believe in the promises of God. Believe in the promises of God. Hallelujah.